Now on the Audio Visual Podcast, it's high school math teacher, Mr. Tyler Mack. This is my 10th year teaching, and I've noticed a huge shift as far as understanding responsibility, like as a student, and like what what is expected. Is homework supposed to be optional? And I know that when I was in high school, yeah, there were a couple kids, but they never did their homework, but it wasn't the norm. And that's kind of the norm now that even if you assign homework, homework doesn't get done. My thinking is like, I could assign homework, that's not going to get done, and then I'm stuck with failing grades because they didn't do their homework, but they know the stuff. So it's kind of a balance as to, well, how much should I like force kids to do their homework versus, well, you know the stuff, you've proved that you've known the stuff because we just took a test on it, which was not open book, not open notes, they're doing this with what's in their head, and they got a 90% on it. So how important is that homework in that instance? Three, two, one. Welcome to the Audio Visual Podcast, a podcast where you can get in-depth interviews with broadcasters, marketers, streamers, gamers, small and large business owners, and more. The podcast that shows everyone has a creative side, no matter what career field or hobby you do. Here we are with another episode of the Audio Visual Podcast, and yeah, we're just firing these out now, but I have a special guest here, and one of my good friends met in college back in the day, lived next to each other, actually, and he always was playing Call of Duty or something with his roommates, <laughs> no doubt about that. It is the one and only Mr. Tyler Mack. How are you doing, Mr. Mack? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? I'm doing pretty well, too, yeah, and I, I would have to say that you being the next door neighbor in the college residence hall was always a blast and i think how much guitar hero and call of duty that you played but you still always got your work done right uh yeah we'll, we'll say that we did we say, <laughs> we'll say what you did first off tyler what can you kind of tell us what you do overall what's your career choice that you picked uh i am a high school math teacher high school math teacher oh that math sounds like a blast <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yep it, it's a blast just not too many people not too many sure. people so tyler what we're going to do here before we break down into talking about your career choice and kind of the creativity by behind what you do with teaching and everything i have some rapid fire questions that i have been asking all my guests just to break the ice and get to know you a little bit better so are you ready for some rapid fire questions let them shoot. Let them shoot. All right. So, rapid fire questions, and here we go. First one, pretty easy. What is your favorite color? Uh, green. Green. What's your favorite food? Uh, fried eggs, like the runny eggs. The runny eggs. Okay. What's your favorite movie or TV show? I'm going with The Office. The Office, okay. What is your go-to karaoke song, or what's your favorite song? Uh, favorite song? I'm uh, into Linkin Park right now, so I'm going figure uh, .09. So, the 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 Linkin Park, are they coming out with a remaster of their first album, or one of their albums right now? I, I heard something about it. I haven't looked into it. I'm just going into their older stuff. And, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, and of course, the late Chester, that he was just had that voice didn't he that back for lincoln oh, park oh it, it's a great voice it, you can't, it, it you is can't find that. yeah right 
What is your favorite game? It could be a board game, a video game, anything like that. Uh, I got one of each. So right now, uh, Unstable Unicorns is a card game. Having a lot of fun with that. Uh, me and my wife are playing that. And then video game, uh, Final Fantasy VII. All right. And where can you pick up Unstable Unicorns? Uh, Amazon. Okay. Uh, might have it at Target. I don't know. There's like six different expansion packs for them too. So, uh, so what what kind of game is it? Can I ask? Is it like uh, uh, it's it's kind of like a strategic card game sort of thing. Okay. Um, I haven't played it with more than uh, just me and my wife, so that like changes up how the game is played a lot. But you kind of like mess up with people and what they're trying to do, and you win by having uh, seven unicorns. But there's different cards that. Like you can steal unicorns, or there's different <laughs> upgrades or downgrades. So that sounds fun. A lot of thinking, yeah, a lot of thinking involved and strategy that just gets messed up. And I laugh a lot during it. So how many players can you have? I'm curious. Uh, I'm not sure. A minimum two, and you got to remove certain cards to get down to two. Okay, but <laughs> that's it's a lot of cards. It's probably like 300 cards, maybe more. So so I'm gonna text my wife date night with the max <laughs> something about unicorns we'll see yep, what she says unstable unicorns. <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, what's a good spy code name for you this one has tricked many people uh, I'm just going to go keep it simple, T-Mac. T-Mac, okay. And a lot of people have done that just to keep it simple. What's your go-to lazy dinner? Frozen pizza. Frozen pizza, which uh, kind? On the pizzazz. It, it doesn't matter. Red Baron usually or Tombstone. Has to be on the pizzazz. Okay, the pizzazz. <laughs> Would your 12-year-old self think you were cool? I hope so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think everybody I've interviewed has said no. No. <laughs> so yeah. you would think so. Uh, would you rather sleep in late or take a long nap at midday? 100% sleep in. Okay, perfect. And last but not least, who is your hero? I'd have to say it's my parents. Your parents? That's awesome to hear. Great to hear on that. So once again, that was just a quick rapid fire question here with Mr. Mac Tyler here. And thank you for doing that. You you actually answered those pretty rapidly. You must have been prepared, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a teacher. Got to have a little bit of preparedness going on. So <laughs> A little bit of preparedness. Yes, that makes sense for that. So before we get started here, I just we're just going to break down a little bit of your choice in going into career-wise or so and uh, kind of build on from there. So first off, let's start out with your background. How did you become a math teacher and what, what inspired to you to pursue that career in education? Uh, well, starting off, there's pretty much uh, two like major choices going into college. Uh, I was thinking either going to like engineering, one of those paths, and then uh, just be a teacher. Don't really know why I just narrowed it down to a teacher. I guess just thinking about, uh, I was always helping people in school, like with their homework, just like showing them what to do or if they had questions. And math was just really easy. So I was kind of like doing that even in high school. So kind of geared more toward that more so engineering because summer's off is really nice and I mean <laughs> uh, you don't make as much money compared to engineering but engineers in the summer are usually like a civil engineer they're working 80 hours a week whereas teachers don't have to work at all during the summer so that played a huge I played a huge part in like saying hmm I could have all summers off every single year of my life or I could work every summer and 
maybe get less money, but overall, I think having that freedom is just nice. Never work weekends, all major holidays for school is off, so... And a little bit more happiness, too, just because you get a little more breathing room between everything from work and uh, career stuff, right? Yeah, like, you don't have to work at home as a teacher, like grading and stuff or prepping, so it's usually best to stay ahead of the game, but you don't have to. You can always just crunch yourself if you really choose. Not that that's smart, but it's an option. (laughs) Yes. So kind of going back on the engineering side, because currently what I do with uh, traffic safety and everything, I work with a bunch of engineers and you are 110% right. It's like in the winters are more relaxed, you know, when it's cold in North Dakota, Uh, still busy, you know, working on projects and designing them, but getting ready for the summer. And I think you had right is like once summer rolls around you don't even see them much because they're out there on the roads or doing something of the sort of engineering just being busy designing and make sure the projects are going right so maybe a good choice definitely for sure on that huh oh yeah definitely and you always have the uh, fun time in the summer with friends so you're always like hey are you available you know today to do and they're like yeah i got work and i was like oh i don't so <laughs> Okay. That's, yeah, that's 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 really nice. And of course, North Dakota summers, they don't last too long. So got to enjoy it. Once again, we're talking to Tyler Mack. He's a high school math teacher. And uh, him and I were just connecting here just because I plan on bringing uh, Tyler here to talk a little bit more about video games here in the future. So we'll get to that part here a little bit later. I just wanted to let everybody know for that. But like I said, you, you're teaching math. You're at a small school, though. How, how small is the school? Like, what's a graduating class there? Uh, about 30, like mid-30s usually. What would you say some of the unique challenges and opportunities that come with teaching at a smaller school? Because it, it is a different atmosphere, you would say, than teaching a class that graduates 250 a year or 400 or something like that. Oh, definitely. Uh, back in college, you have a, a practicum, and they usually go to like a different size school compared to where you do your certain teaching. So I did mine at Central Campus, and I absolutely hated it. There was too much going on, too busy, just kids running everywhere. And for granted, it was only about 40 hours that I was there, but it was just so hectic, and I didn't like that at all. Some people love that. I don't. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't good for me at all. And uh, this is my first year at uh, Velva, and... It's actually a jump up to a big school compared to where I was at, which was at TGU Granville, where the graduating class was around usually about like 10. Yes. So <laughs> it's like three times as big, pretty much. Uh, so math terms. Yeah, math terms. <laughs> so this is, this is a big school compared to where I was at. I know that that makes perfect sense. It is a bigger school, but the connections that you make there with the parents, the students, the other coworkers of yours, it, they seem to be just more personable and more, uh, I, I don't know, they just connect better, I think, in a smaller school. Because I know both of you and I, we went to a small Class B town, as they call it, uh, for North Dakota up here. But uh, what do you think of that? Do you think it's pretty connect? You can connect pretty good with a lot of the students and parents and teachers. Oh, definitely. Uh, at Granville, I had the same kids seven through twelve, so see them every single day, hundred eighty-two days of the year, pretty much for six years. And that, that's a lot of connections, a lot of getting to know people, whether or not they like you or not. You're going to see them the next day, so. 
you better learn to like each other. And if you don't learn to at least mesh well with each other and you always have people that, you know, maybe you don't mesh well, but you still go there and you do the best that you can. And the parents that you have and you meet and you see them just driving around or whatever, I can't tell you how many times I've been walking in the mall in Minot or just like around town in Velva and seeing different people just pull over and say, hey, hey, Mr. Mac and everything. And you're like, hi. Um, <laughs> and that's how he says it, by the way. He's like, hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much that's how it is. It's my outside high voice. Hi. Uh, so as a math teacher, what are some of the strategies you use to help students who might be struggling with the subject? Just because, you know, math was never my strong suit is more like I have to take time to get it. And, you know, one plus one equals two. But what, what do you, you, what do you do to help students that might be struggling with math? I think the first thing that in any kind of subject, but definitely math, you have to understand is that you're not always going to get everything done the first time around mistakes are okay to make and it all comes down to the mindset that you have a lot of people they shut down when they make a mistake make one mistake one error and then they get mad and then it goes into the mode of math is dumb math is stupid i don't like math and if you can change that mindset instead of those outward uh, negative statements instead of saying, hey, I got this wrong, but I can do better. If you can get students to like flip that switch in their mind and start working toward a goal, uh, that's pretty much all it is. Math is a skill. It's like playing the piano or like an instrument or shooting basketball. People think that it's genetics. People think that it's impossible. You just need to work at it. Some people are born with the skills. Some people aren't. Well, if you're not, you need to get that work ethic down. And that's pretty much the biggest part about being a teacher is just how do you connect to these students to make them want to learn it, make them go through that grind of getting the subject done. Because a lot of people don't like math. I'm not there to make them like math. I'm there to help them through their struggles. And hopefully they can like math a little bit more, just a little bit. You're talking about how, you know, engaging with the students and how do you how do you engage with them or do you have any dynamic creativity that you use uh kind of burn it into their brains to get the problem or the the formula right for them or anything like that? Uh there's I, I'm not too much of a uh musical person. I know that a bunch of strategies involve like, hey, we're gonna sing this here. A quadratic formula or you have a great voice oh, thank so. you thank you <laughs> like that <laughs> anyway yeah, that, that's just not something that I, I i've ever done i don't know people say that it works and i know that there's like 40 year olds that are like yeah my teacher did this one song and i remembered this and like, okay well yeah that that's not really me i usually always just try and reference back to like easier examples because that that's like how my mind works and that's how most people like understanding logic and puzzles well where can we go back to that you do know how to do this well how can we connect the dots into we just know two plus two is four well what's two x plus two x it's four x so two and two is four two and two is four we just have an x with it so 
And I think all I think many listeners are like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, amazing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I jeez, I, I don't even remember two x by two x, but yeah, kind of. But no, that that's a good way. Is like how you really fall back the show at more of a simpler breakdown, you would say, right? To get yeah. to the more advanced breakdown or so. Yeah. Okay. So in in like teaching terms, that's like scaffolding. So we build build up like a level for everyone to be on. And then we just raise it up. Okay, we're, we have this level that everyone's at. Okay, how can we get to the next level? And then we can pretty much climb up and down that ladder until, you know, you work to the next level of the scaffolding and keep on building up from there. Okay. Now, I, I should also mention a little bit of background. You went to college at Minot State University, but recently you just completed a master's. What was that in? Uh, that was secondary math education. Okay. So what... What what are you using with that then? Would you say that you are more teaching now college classes to your students that might be interested for the those credits or so? I have uh, one dual credit class. That's a pre-calc class. So that's actually above a college algebra. And college algebra is like any major that you have in a university is going to have that college algebra as like a requirement. So I don't recall the number. I think it's like 116 is pre-calc. And that covers like not the math specific ones, but anything that needs like one step higher math, the pre-calc can cover it. So I have 13 students in that class. So Wow. That that's that that seems pretty good, but of course that goes to their actual degree in college wherever they go to. So yep. yeah, that's that's really good. 13. So teaching and technology and with math how has it changed do you think because it's probably changed since you graduated with your bachelor's to now after teaching for several years do you think technology has changed the teaching aspect quite a bit i don't know about the teaching aspect i think it's more or less just like different examples so i use a website a lot it's called desmos and uh, pretty much everyone that has done any sort of like algebra 2 you pretty much initially started with, okay, what does this like graph look like? And then you had a graphing calculator or you had to graph it by hand. Well, with this website, you'd type in the function and it shows what it looks like. So you pretty much take out, gosh, I don't know how much time I've spent, like in my first couple years of teaching, like, okay, we're going to do this graph by hand and then we're going to use a graphing calculator. Like that's probably like three weeks alone of just like different graphs where we could just show this in two seconds using that website. So like the technology aspect of it has changed at least how I present information. And I would say it's definitely to the better because I always tell my students, I don't want to teach them to act like computers. Like we don't need to know what two plus two is. Everyone has a phone in their pocket, even though you're never going to have a calculator in your pocket. The good old saying but that you used do. to have, yeah, and now everyone carries a phone, so you have a calculator in your pocket. Well, we don't need to really memorize a whole lot of that, like, arithmetic, just basic math stuff. It is definitely necessary, but when you get into the upper levels, we learn more about broad concepts and applying these concepts on different levels. So instead of memorizing, like, a whole bunch of different formulas, we want to look at, okay, how does this graph compare to that graph? 
and why does the change happen? What was that website again? And then also, where do you find these resources? Do you get connections from other math teachers or what? I guess kind of what does it entail to find these different strategies that you can use in your classroom? Uh, website was Desmos, D-E-S-M-O-S. So just desmos.com. And a lot of this stuff has been through different uh, workshops and through my master's program. I gained a whole bunch of different like aspects of, well, this is why, you know, we teach the way we do. And like the mindset thing was a huge component of the master's program because especially when (laughs) kids turn that, you know, 16, 17, 18 range, they know what they want. And if you try and tell them otherwise, it's, it's a battle. So they may not like doing the math. They may not want to do it. But at least if you can come to an understanding that, hey, this might benefit you, not in the math sense, but in like an understanding and thinking logically and understanding how this is how the world works. And here's a good way to think through a process. So that's more for what I want to have these kids pull out into like the real world instead of memorizing what the quadratic formula is. Because unless you're on a game show, which you might be, you're never going to have to use that in real life. That broke it down nicely. Like game show, that's like one of those rare occurrences where it's good to know. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. One out of every what, like one million people are on a game show. Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> so breaking down here, once again, we're talking to Tyler Mack here. He's a high school math teacher. And it's really interesting to learn all this because everybody in our friend group knows he's really good at math. And uh, it's just interesting to hear his aspect of how he's breaking everything down in the classroom. What would you say, I guess, how do you balance your career and then having three kids? How do you balance all that? Because there's got to be time to grade papers unless you just give the papers to the kids and they write something like a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no. Um, This is my first year at Velva again. So it's a lot different. I'm not teaching as many classes. So I have three of the same class, which makes grading a little bit easier because instead of like switching to different, you know, a a different key or different, you know, thinking process for the different classes, I can just grade up more at once, which is quicker. But I've usually always like stayed, you know, 15 minutes after the time that you're supposed to like be at school. I usually stay a little bit time after just to make sure I don't bring work home. Of course, sometimes you just have to. But I really try and keep that separation of work at work and home. I'm at home. I'm not worrying about school for the most part. Again, once in a while, you just have a bunch of tests that need to be made. or And, you know, as long as that's maybe once a week tops, I'm good with it. If I have to do it more, well, then I guess I'll have to do it. But my main priority, especially when the kids are young, they're only one young once. So really just want to make sure you enjoy that time when they're little and they want to be around you a little bit. And when they're older, I guess we'll see what the kids want. (laughs) (laughs) How has being a parent, do you think, influenced your teaching philosophy or your approach? Do you think that's evolved? It, I guess, helped that aspect too? I would have to say that it's vice versa. Okay. Um, Just because understanding like how people learn and seeing how different ones of my students have like came across problems and how they work their way through it that I would have never been like, hey, we should do it this way. But just thinking like that for my kids, 
because when you're young, I say young, but you know we're we're old. We're like in our thirties. <laughs> we're old. Okay, you, yeah, don't don't well, talk to our parents then. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when you're younger, you just think like there's only one way that like is the optimal way, and until you've actually experienced, you know, two people that have been in the same classrooms for you know, 10 years, but have two completely different ways to solve a problem. And they both work. One might be quicker, but they both work. It's just understanding my own kids are different. And what worked for one is not going to work for the other. And that is absolutely fine. It's it's true. And, you know, they're at the age, you know, they're, I think all of our kids are about the same age. And it's just each one is developing a little bit different. And they're having different social aspects now since we both have kindergartners now and stuff like that. And yeah, it's and they grow up so dang fast. My goodness, man. So I know. Right. Yeah. Right. So what are some things that you've learned from your students over the years? You know, you mentioned one right there, kind of with the parenting aspect. Is there anything that you've learned from the students overall, maybe? Um, For the most part, I think educators that have been in education for a while, they've seen a major shift in the past. I mean, 10 years, this is my 10th year teaching. And I've noticed a huge, huge shift as far as understanding responsibility like as a student and like what what is expected like is is homework supposed to be optional and i know that when i was in high school yeah there were a couple kids where they never did their homework and but it wasn't the norm and that's kind of the norm now that even if you assign homework homework doesn't get done so on my thinking it's like i could assign homework that's not going to get done And then I'm stuck with failing grades because they didn't do their homework, but they know the stuff. So it's kind of a balance as to, well, how much should I like force kids to do their homework versus, well, you know, the stuff you've proved that you've known the stuff because we just took a test on it, which was not open book, not open notes. They're doing this with what's in their head and they got a 90% on it. So how important is that homework? in that instance. So I think like the, the rigor has changed majorly and it, it, it depends on the age group too. Like if you're a fifth grader, the rigor should still be there. Like you have to understand basic concepts, but as you get older, like everyone thinks these are little children, but these are practically adults, like 16 years old, 17 years old, 18 years old, they could be in the workforce. Like that's the people that are working at McDonald's for your drive through that you're getting mad at a little 16, 17 year old. Well, treat them as adults, treat them the way that you want it to be treated. Just that little bit of give and take can go a long way. And this is kind of roundabout way of saying that, but just that little bit goes so far that a lot of people don't recognize. Now, one thing I have to say is first off to you and all the teachers, Thank you for what you do, because I know it's a very tough job some days for anything that you do for teaching the kids, the future generation. What can parents do to help you and other teachers out? Would you say, you know, just uh, help in the classroom or anything of the sort like that? Is there anything that parents can do to help all the teachers out by chance? First thing that everyone should do, read to your kids. Like, obviously, if they're 18 years old, don't be reading to them, then you're kind of late on the ball. But those first 
five, six years of their life. Reading offers so much that I don't recall the exact numbers, but if you read one book to your child each night until they're five years old, they on average learn like a thousand more words than not. Wow. I know that your numbers weren't, you know, you might not know what it was, but but thinking of that, because my boy, he he's we read like two or three books each night to him. That was our kind of thing. And now that he's six, he's in kindergarten, he's reading books by himself now, and I'm just floored from the last just a a half year in kindergarten. I I don't know what your your kindergartner's doing with like that, but it's probably similar, I bet. Yep, she's reading books, she's reading everything everywhere (laughs) instructions ingredients yes like yep speed limit signs (laughs) you can't spell anything anymore and like what are you saying dad (laughs) Yep, Mm -hmm. it's uh no and that little bit like if if you want to jumpstart your child's you know road to being you know or i shouldn't say being better but having an easier time in school just for the reading aspect just read to them when they're younger because everyone's like, oh, well, that doesn't help in math. How does that help in math? Reading scores affect math scores so much. I don't have the studies in front of me, but you can trust me on this. <laughs> I trust you. I know you, okay, so I trust you. you. Thank you. Yes. I, I don't want any APA format citation or oh, anything, fine, on if that's fine, okay. Fine. Thank you. I'll let, yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> Uh, before we kind of break down into some of the gaming stuff or anything like that, uh, just have one more question here related to kind of the teaching aspect is what advice do you have to give for other teachers who might be struggling to find ways to engage or motivate their students? Maybe like math or something like that. Do you have any advice for teachers? This is a hard one. Very hard one. Cause, uh, I am, not what you would consider like a normal, normal-ish teacher, I guess. Like my my perfect classroom is having kids talk. Like, of course, not like about the random game or whatever, but like talking to each other about math and having like discussions about, oh, well, this is my answer. That's your answer. Well, let's figure out what happened here. A lot of people's classrooms, they want quiet. They want silence. They want no interactions with students and that that's not that's not how we as adults do things when's the last time you were at like a job and your boss is like do this alone no you can't go to anyone else for help you must do this yourself yeah i mean that that's not how we do things we're social individuals and if you're struggling as a teacher a lot of it has to come down to like observing yourself and seeing, is what I am doing actually for the betterment of my students? Like, is a silent classroom giving out 50 problems a day, is that actually beneficial to the students? Or is that what you're doing? Because that's what you were doing at school. So as soon as you come to that realization that some things you did in school were not for the benefit of you as a student, as soon as you make that realization and you can adapt your classroom to like your way of doing things that that's going to benefit your students more than you realize and the other thing is show, showing like respect to the students you you shouldn't go into teaching as like a general you're not there to lead the troops you're there to 
usher them with you. You're supposed to be holding hands with them and saying, okay, we're going on this journey. You know, we're doing this together. It's not a, I do. And then you copy it's, Hey, we're going down this trail. I, I can, I can be in the lead, but you know, we're doing this together. I'm going to push you. I'm going to pull you. We're going to get through this. And that kind of mentality is like, it's the coach. Like I was in a lot of sports and that kind of aspect. Like, I think it needs to be in the classroom of saying, Hey, don't worry. We messed up. Let's go. We can do this. And I think you hit it earlier. These teenagers are adults acting like adults. They are very adult. They will be adults, you know, like how society says, but they're already doing a lot of adult things right now with work and everything like that. So it, it, and I like the coaching aspect because you did coach for a few years and all that. And uh, yeah, you're like not the general. You're just doing it together. Love to hear that. Good advice there, Mr. Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. One thing, if you're a math teacher and you want to like understand a little bit more, author Joe Bowler, she is a, a forefront on like math education and she got some great ideas. So math teachers, future math teachers, look her up. She, she's good. Love it. Love it. Now, uh, before we get to gaming stuff, do you have a interesting story that you wanted to talk about or something like that? Something about a car or a raffle or something like that oh, for oh, graduation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was... <laughs> Explain what's happening. First, you have to start from the beginning. I'll so what, what what's beginning. going on? All right. So this is the morning of college graduation. Uh, so I get a call sleeping in. I don't know how early it was. It was probably like nine o'clock. I get a call and they uh, just say, Hey, uh, this is, I forget who it was, but we're just letting you know that uh, you won the uh, car in the raffle. And then it's like, oh, all right, cool. So <laughs> then just hang up. Like they said, yeah, we'll get you your information, made sure the address was right. And Okay, all right. Well, just like, huh, well, that's kind of cool. So then go out into the living room and it's like, mom, I want a car, I guess. She's like, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, some guy called. He said, I want a car for a raffle. And then she's like, oh, my God, you want a car? Are you serious? You're joking, aren't you? You have to be joking. like, well, I just got the call. Like, why would I joke about that? Like, nah, you're joking. You have to be joking. So, like, no. Like, the, the guy he called, he said, is from the Knights of Columbus statewide raffle. And she's like, Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> she was way more excited about it than I was at the time. Maybe it's because it was like in the morning, and I was probably gaming all night, so <laughs> probably still sleeping. This is before I was drinking coffee in the morning, so I was probably <laughs> probably you know sleeping still. So, what kind of car was it though? Uh, it was a 2013 Ford Fusion. Okay, so it's a free, free car. Yeah, yeah, it was like a twenty-four thousand dollar car. That it's not for free. You still have to pay uh, wow. gaming tax and yes. sales tax. So, a new car for about eight grand. I'll like, yeah, I'll I'll take that. I mean, eight grand. If you, you that same car is probably worth at least sixty grand right now with inflation. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. probably man. <laughs> the math checks out. You can trust me. <laughs> Let's ask the non-math podcast hosts to see what inflation is with that car. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Good. So, uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, Tyler and I will probably 
appear on a few episodes together, not talk about math. I know math is super exciting for the entire world. Tyler's like the leader of the math world, right? No. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But there's one thing that... W- Pushes glasses up on nose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the, the one thing, uh, we were going to talk about gaming here, not too much about this episode or so, but I just wanted to see kind of what he's playing right now or what's he looking forward to before we kind of break down in a future episode kind of a more specific, maybe maybe some other subject in the gaming world. So Tyler, what are you playing right now? Uh Right now, I am playing Dragon Quest XI, and that's on the Switch. So it's kind of an older game. I think it came out around 2017, and then they ported it to the Switch. So, and that, that uh, the Switch is what you've been mostly gaming on lately, haven't you? Yeah, uh, what was it, two years? I think I've had it. So it's just nice. With the kids, you don't have to be, you know, at the TV. You can take it and, you know, you go into handheld mode instead of, being attached to the TV, so it's nice if you got to watch the kids a little bit and move around. I, I could see it now. Uh, honey, where are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm using the bathroom. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I've been playing, actually, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I still haven't finished it. Um, I'm enjoying it immensely with the uh, Marvel characters and the card game type stuff and all that. So that's what I've been playing for a little bit now, um, just trying to get that wrapped up. I know a lot of our friends are playing, like, Hogwarts Legacy or something like that, so... The new game. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, I have heard of it, but I think it's coming out for the Switch in July. I want to say it's a later later port, as usually most things are. Yeah, I, I, I'll probably get it. I don't know yet. We'll see. Well, don't you have a big Harry Potter fan in your family somewhere? Uh, yes, but I mean... I don't know know how many hours Zach's put into it, if he's beat it, or if you can beat it, or if it's more open-worldy. or. I I think from what he said, you can beat it, but then it's like uh, it is open-world. And and he's talking about something where he didn't finally – he finally got the fly with a broom at level whatever or something like that. And I don't know. He's nerding out over it, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, what a nerd. What a nerd. (laughs) As Zach Zach listens to this. Yep, there you go, Zach. So Shout out to you. We, we <laughs> might have to invite our friend Zach onto these podcasts, too. I think that would be uh, pretty fun to try to break down some games. I know Zach's a big gamer, too. Uh, Taylor, you know, you, Tyler. Who else? Who else do we have that we could possibly chit-chat random stuff about for video well, games? I don't even know. Well, I think, well Josh. <laughs> Josh, yeah. I mean, if you want to get into the old-school COD Oh, I mean, God. <laughs> uh, like the original Modern Warfare 2. Ah, uh, good days. Yeah, bring bring back the good old days. The good old days. No. By the way, I'm enjoying the new Call of Duty. I know a lot of people are not, but I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. The new Modern Warfare. Uh, whenever I get time. Did you do the... Uh... Did you do that campaign on it or just the uh, multiplayer? Both. I've been doing a little bit of both. And honestly, it it feels fresh with all the game modes. I would say, you know, I play on PC. There's probably some performance things here, but it's been running smoothly. And I've been enjoying it. I think the one thing that really irks me is that a lot of games come out unfinished and it's all DLCs for the next 20 years or something like that. <laughs> and that that's what annoys me the most. So... Um, they just don't complete games like they did back 30 years ago, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, even even going back like 10 years ago, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, we're just we're just going to have maybe future episodes 
coming up here. Um, before we kind of wrap this up, because I know you're going to have a busy week this week. Uh, you work hard. We know you do, Mr. Tyler. <laughs> what, what He laughs at that, but he does. He does. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add to any of our listeners related to, I don't know, gaming, teaching, uh, math, anything of the sort like that? N- nothing much i guess if you're if you're into like playing video games and you're one of those people that just rages at everything question if you're really having fun <laughs> i mean that's the one thing that just it, it it's funny to me because people get so mad and then they quit the game and i'm like you know these video games are supposed to be fun like you're not having fun with it man like are, are you like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably a lot of videos with people smashing the TVs with their fists or throwing the controllers too. I was just going to say, how many controllers do people go through? <laughs> Holy man. You know, I still have my first Xbox 360 from college. I have the Xbox One. I kind of went over back to PC gaming because it's just a little bit better that I grew up with that. So, um, but, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's good advice. Why are you, why are you raging? <laughs> <laughs> it should yeah, be fun. I mean, like you, you can be mad, but yeah, I mean, go back to having fun then. Like, find find that fun, and that that kind of goes through like life too. Like, you got to find the fun things in life, just the little things. You know? It is the little things. Little. It is true. Yeah. Well, have your nice uh, iced iced coffee and <laughs> smile throughout the day. Iced coffee. Are we gonna have an entire episode on coffee here pretty soon? Um, definitely. I'd be down for that. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not fancy with coffee, but yes, I am now the person that has to have coffee every morning, and I thought I would never be that. So, uh, me too. So yes, that 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 you know when you're tired and life gets at you sometimes. Oh yeah, just a little bit, a little shot of caffeine make it goes a long way. It does. It does. Well, once again, we talked to Tyler Mack here. He's a high school math teacher. And Tyler, thank you for joining us. And also, Tyler, thank you for all you do for teaching the next generation and to all the teachers out there. It's it's very much appreciated. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it.